Hey, what's up guys? My name is Zach, I'm the youth pastor here. Hey, let me ask you a question. Have you ever made the statement, if I only knew then what I know now, or maybe you said it this way, if I only knew then what I know now, I could have handled things so much different. You know, I, I was just at the grocery store the other day and the aisles were starting to look a little more back to normal. They were starting to look a little less apocalyptic and the thought crossed my mind, you know, I think pretty soon here as this pandemic comes to a close, I think there's gonna be a lot of people making that statement. As they look at their like maybe thousand rolls of toilet paper in their house, they're gonna maybe realize, you know, maybe, just maybe I overreacted to this whole thing just a little bit. So listen, stick with us today because we're gonna be unpacking this idea that anytime you go through a trial, something difficult, something hard, you can know how to handle it the best way. And you know what's crazy? Right about now, we're in week um, 11 of quarantine. Can you believe it? That's crazy, week 11. And I understand at this point, uh, pretty much all of us, our diets are shot, okay? We can all admit that our diets are shot. Most of us at this point have put on the quarantine 15. Even myself, I for the first time have un uh, put on some unfortunately placed pound. It's like I had two kids and immediately my body just like turned into a dad bod. I was like, all right, it's time. So I understand there's a lot of people just like me who at this point are realizing how much of a blessing it actually was to go to the gym, especially now that we can't go. Because what do we know? Even though the gym is hard work and it's tiring, we know if we can persevere through those workouts, it produces some great, great results. So I mean, right now, I don't know if you've tried this before, but my wife and I, uh, we, we've been trying to do these home workouts, like these on-screen TV home workouts. Oh, look at this. I got my family here, my dad here. They're, they're in the zone, they're pushing it. Man, I did not know that these things, man, these things can kick your butt. I didn't know it was possible to get such a workout in and like, uh, just right here moving only six feet. <laughs> it is crazy. I want you guys to do this right now. Put in the comments if I'm not the only one who's had this happen before. I, I'm trying to do these workouts and I'm following the instructor on the screen. And what I find just fascinating, just it, it blows my mind that I'm literally like dying. I'm huffing, I'm puffing. I'm literally telling myself just pass out. Just push, push through the workout, just pass out if you have to, just don't give up. And all the while, the instructor on the screen's like, not even breaking a sweat. You know, they're just like talking about their day. They're just doing the workout, tending with eight for breakfast. It's crazy. So yeah, uh, let me know in the comments what you thought about that. Let me know what you thought about their form. But again, here's the idea, that if you've ever done a workout, if you've ever done something hard like that, you know if you can push yourself and persevere and not give up, you know that working out creates a healthier and a better version of yourself. You know, I don't know if you guys know who USA Today is, but they recently released an article, and listen to the title of this article. It's called Deaths of Despair. Coronavirus pandemic could push suicide, alcohol, and drug-related deaths as high as 150,000, a new study says. I didn't stutter. 150,000. That is crazy. I mean, that, that, that's more of a problem than the actual virus. I mean, not all of us are personally affected by the actual virus, but all of us are being affected right now by the pandemic. And because of this isolation, a lot of us are having a lot more time to ourselves. And for some of us, I mean, that's been torture. Uh, for the past couple of weeks, we've been hearing some really awesome messages from Pastor Scott. And he's been kind of having us explore this idea of, man, how can I come out of this time better? So we're going to continue down that thought today. And we're really going to answer, man, anytime I go through a hardship, a trial, anything like that, how can I come out of this better? 
So I'm going to try and be real direct and real brief here with us. We're going to walk through four points today that I really believe is going to be used to, to show us, to open our eyes to exactly how God works in our life when we're faced with trials. So if you want right now, go ahead and grab, a, grab your Bible. We're going to be in James. You can take some notes. I highly recommend it. Um, so we're going to be listening from James from the New Testament today. And James, what's really cool about him is he was actually the half-brother of Jesus. Same mom, different dad if you were wondering. That was supposed to be a joke there, so I don't know if you laughed. But anyways, the reason I love this so much is because it's so powerful. And here's what really connects us to what James is writing here. Is James, he was writing originally to a group of Christians. They had been totally scattered out everywhere because they were being persecuted for their faith in Jesus. So James is writing to them to show them what true faith looks like, even in the face of uh, the trials and hardships, and how if you can persevere through these hard times, there's an eternal glory waiting for everyone. So it's really good stuff. Let's jump in into this. And here's the first thing we're going to start learning from James. So again, here's the question. When we face trials and hardships, how do we come out of it better? Here's the first thing is that we can begin to see purpose in our problems, to see a purpose in my problem. So here's where he starts out in verse two. He says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You know, what's so fascinating is that James uses this word test, that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. You know, if you have your Bible, underline that word test, because what's so cool about this word test is it's actually a word that was used by silversmiths. And a silversmith, what he would do is he would, he would test his silver. In other words, he would purify his silver. And what he would do is he would get his silver, he would melt it down and let all the impurities rise to the top. And he would scrape it off. He would repeat this process over and over and over again until he would know that it's tested. The way that he would know it was purified is then he would look down over at his silver and he could see his reflection. It's just such a beautiful depiction James gives us here of how anytime we face a trial, we face a hardship and we're being tested, it's helping us actually to become more like Jesus. It's why we're coming out better. So um, here's the takeaway. Here, here's, here's the how for this. Is to understand, yes, okay, trials and hardships, they're inevitable, okay? We're all going to be going through them. So how do you become better? Step one, change your attitude to the trial. Consider it pure joy, James says. You know, sometimes changing your attitude is as simple as just shifting your focus. You know, of course, you don't have to rejoice over the trial, but you get to rejoice at the opportunity placed ahead of you. Meaning, you I mean you don't have to rejoice that your spouse left you. You don't have to rejoice that someone close to you passed away or something like that. Like, those are bad things. Those are horrible things. But what you get to do is you get to rejoice at the opportunity that's now placed in front of you, knowing that if when you go through this hardship, you are going to come out of this better, you are going to come out of this stronger, and most of all, you are going to come out of this with a deeper faith and a deeper connection to God that you could not have had otherwise. You know, my muscles, they're not going to grow if I don't lift weights. Your faith is not going to grow without trials and without hardships. So here's the first thing. How do you become better? Step one, change your attitude to the trial. Consider it pure joy. Okay, we're going to move through this quickly. Here's the second thing we learned from James, is to seek wisdom when I worry. Okay, right now we need to all just thank God that he didn't stop James um, here after verse 4, because a lot of us know, right, it's easier to know how you should feel than to be able to control how you feel. It's easy to know you shouldn't worry. It doesn't mean you can stop worrying. I mean, if any of you guys ever had something like a panic attack or something like that before, and if someone came up to you when you're in the middle of that and was just like, just stop it. You're never like, oh my gosh, thank you. Oh, 
Woo, good thing you told me to stop it. I wasn't going to be able to stop it until you told me. I appreciate that. No, okay? It doesn't happen like that. Or maybe men, uh, if you have wives and you, your, your wife is getting really upset over something, and do you ever just go to her and just be like, just relax? Does that ever actually do anything? If that actually works for you in the comments, let me know. You know a secret that we don't know because that does not work. You don't say that. You don't tell her just to relax. It doesn't happen that way. You know, it's the same thing for us. Changing our attitude and letting go of worry. Some things are so much easier said than done. Okay? We know that. James knows that. God knows that. So let's check out what James says here next. He says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. You know, I love how uh, Kent Hughes, he's a scholar and an author, um, he explains wisdom this way. Check this out. He says, Wisdom, therefore, in distinction to knowledge, is an understanding for living. So really, here's the takeaway for us here. It's simply to ask God for wisdom. I mean, when you face a trial or a hardship of any kind, would you not agree that when you're in the middle of that, that means there's probably some big, important, and crucial decisions for you to make. And with any of that, I mean, we have to remember when we're going through those big decisions that paralyze us with fear of not knowing what to do. I mean, God knows the outcome of every decision we could ever make. And I think it's important that we should be thankful that God, He does not hold out wisdom just for the intellect. He doesn't hold out wisdom just for the educated. He gives it to all freely. So when you face a trial, when you're facing a hardship, simply don't forget to ask God for wisdom. Because when you do that, God is going to begin to give you the wisdom to lead you towards making the right choices and lead you towards having the right attitude when facing those hardships. So how do you become better when facing hardship? Step one, change your attitude. Secondly, seek wisdom. Here's the third thing. is to set the eternal over the temporary. You know, when we face hardships, James, he's going to give us what really our motivation is to persevere through anything. Because have you ever tried to persevere through anything with like zero motivation? Have you ever tried to push through a workout or go on a run or like do anything with no motivation? I mean, I can tell you what happens. You probably most likely cut some corners. You probably gave up early. You probably gave it half your effort. And whenever you do that, I mean, you get no results. Sometimes you even get hurt and just becomes even worse. Okay, here's the idea is that when you, without, without motivation, it's easy to give in to temptation. Without motivation, it, it, it's easy to give in the temptation to give up. It's easy to give in to the temptation of giving in to those thoughts of fear and worry. It's easy to give in the temptation of your anger. It's easy to give in the temptation even to just give up on God. So as followers of Jesus, James is going to tell us right now, what is our motivation to persevere through anything in this life? Check out what he says here in verse 12. He said, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, there's that word test again, having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So here's the takeaway. Be eternally motivated. Listen, do not let a trial pull you away from God. Do not let a hardship tarnish your character. Whatever you are going through, Whatever you will go through, you will get through it because it will not last forever. And you have the opportunity placed ahead of you to come out of this stronger, to come out of this better, and to deepen your faith and to have a connection to God that you could have never had otherwise.
So how do you become better? Where are we at right now? It's to change your attitude. It's to ask for wisdom to help you with that and to be eternally motivated. So here's the last thing. Here's the fourth thing we're going to learn from James today. To seek God in temptation. Remember, without motivation, it's easy to give in to temptation. So check out what James says here. He says, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Right? That's kind of how we should feel after reading that. Listen, again, we need to acknowledge we're all fighting our own battles right now. And like we mentioned earlier with that USA Today article, I mean, this isolation we've all been going through has made some of those battles a lot more intense for us. And you want to know a really big misconception that's kind of out there? It's It's this misconception that people say, you know, God will never give me more than I can handle. Do you know that's actually just simply not true? Yes, God does say, Scripture does say, when you're tempted, God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear and will give you a way out. But, I mean, nowhere do I read in Scripture where I see God allowing people to go through things that uh, were not too much for them to handle. I mean, if that's true, that means that stress that you're facing right now very well may be more than you can handle. I mean, your family problems, your marriage problems, definitely your health problems very well may be more than you can handle. I mean, without a doubt, for all of us, death is more than we can handle, okay? We cannot handle death on our own. But that is the whole idea. That is the point, is that you were never created to handle that on your own. So listen, here's the takeaway here. When you face trials, when you face those things, when you face those hardships, you can consider it pure joy again because it's the opportunity to grow your faith. You begin to feel tempted and you feel like giving up and you feel like you can't do it. Those are the moments where you seek God in temptation. So where are we at here again? Let's kind of bring this all together. Let me kind of summarize this and recap this for us. When we are faced with a trial, how is it that we can become better? Well, if we're listening to the words that God spoke through James, we change our attitude, we ask for wisdom, we're eternally motivated, and we seek God in temptation. This is how when we are faced with any trial, we don't rejoice over the trial, trial, but we rejoice over the opportunity that when we're faced with something hard, we can actually do what sounds crazy and consider it pure joy. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, we're all victims of this virus called sin. And there's only one cure for that, and that comes through Jesus. You know, we're reminded by the Apostle Paul, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, this life is not easy. No one said this life is going to be easy. Trials and hardships are inevitable. Every single one of us have to go through those things. But when we receive the free gift that comes through Jesus, we too can become overcomers in this life and the next life just as Jesus was. This is why Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. Listen, I don't know if you need to make that decision for the first time today. If you are feeling like what you are going through is more than you can handle, then it's time you bring Jesus into this with you. Jesus says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. He is with you here in this moment. If you need to make that decision for the first time to accept Jesus as your Lord, or you need to make that recommitment to accept Jesus as your Lord, I'm going to ask right now that uh, you make this prayer with me. So wherever you're at, if you need to pray this with me, um, close your eyes, say it in your head, whatever you want, um, but go on and join me in this. Lord, I admit 
I am a sinner. I am ready to accept you into my life. I believe you died on the cross and rose on the third day. I ask you to forgive my sins. I commit my heart and life to follow you. And Lord, I want to just pray right now for um, everyone who's watching this video, Lord, um, that you open our eyes and you open our heart to see exactly what's happening right now in this trial. That trials, um, we can either go through them or we can either grow through them. God, I pray we do not forget that. I pray that we remember to seek you and to turn to you and knowing when we have you, no matter what we're facing, we can come out of this better. Lord, we lift this up to you. We trust you. We love you. And we say these things in your name, Jesus. Amen.